Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, what's up, New Orleans? What's up across the Gulf South? And what's up to you listening wherever you are tonight at WWL.com and the Radio.com app? Welcome into the show. We've got a lot to discuss, including... The season-ending press conferences for the Pelicans. We'll hear from Alvin Gentry and Anthony Davis. We'll talk about my take again on AD and why it's not really good riddance necessarily, but certainly I'm just over this whole saga. I don't, I don't know who isn't over this saga. Whether you're pro Anthony Davis or pro Pelicans in this, this needs to end, and hopefully it ends relatively soon once they hire a new GM and are able to pull the trigger on a trade we've got a big time guest for you ready to talk nfl draft and these bizarre russell wilson trade rumors that popped up today john clayton radio host at 710 espn seattle formerly of espn the legendary john clayton will join us at 9 40 today to talk pelicans it's jake madison at 8 40 host of the locked on pelicans podcast we'll talk nba playoffs and magic johnson's abrupt resigning yesterday with sean devaney of the sporting news at 9 10 And then Ralph Michaels of wagertalk.com gives us a Vegas perspective, including some LSU football lines that have already been released. 17-point underdogs to Alabama are LSU. It's 17 points. I heard that, and Ralph and I I were talking. I'm like, what? 17 points? Seems like a mighty large number to me. But, hey, what do I know? Our Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll tonight is Kyler Murray the best player in the NFL draft. Now, that's worded a specific way here. Not asking, do you think he's going to go number one overall? Almost everybody now believes it's a done deal. He will go number one to the Arizona Cardinals. But is he the best player in the draft? I know Mike Tatillier didn't think so yesterday. What do you think? You can log on to WWL.com, cast your vote there, or on the radio.com app. Tim Zimmer, our producer behind the glass tonight. And open lines, first half of the hour. You heard the numbers to open. Here they are again, 504-260-1870. The text line is 870-870. I know last night we had a lot of people wanting to talk Pelicans late in the show. We weren't able to get you in, so now's your chance as we will talk Pels here the next uh, 45 minutes or so. So uh, Anthony Davis spoke to the media today. You can find my article on why Anthony Davis has no regrets, he says. No regrets at all about and how this process has played out in any of his uh, actions. Now, Anthony Davis, even though he said he had no regrets a little later in this interview, he did say, and this is where, I don't know if this necessarily jives with me, these two takes from Anthony Davis. He has no regrets, but he did say he might have learned a few things from this process. Now, you're getting the, the audio version of this, but the, the video version of that press conference is a little bit telling to me. There's bags under his eyes. He's very tired, fatigued, not only because it was early this morning, but also probably fatigued from this whole process. He was answering some of these questions. You could see how uncomfortable that he was, looking down at his feet, tired of the questions, and really searching for a way to answer these that won't 
inflame the chaos around him and the chaos around the Pelicans that surrounded those two for the last three months or so. Now, he's not going to be traded until they get a new GM here. He knows that. Here's Anthony Davis on waiting for a new GM. Uh, more Anthony Davis uh, wanting to talk to the new GM and possibly help uh, influence maybe a trade destination. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. He has every right to go and talk to a new GM. Doesn't mean that he's going to be making the final decision, nor should he be. But look, it's player and organization relationship. Even a, a player on the way out. And I heard these rumors, and really, I've heard these rumors since he made his trade request in late January. That well, things go right here for the Pelicans. Maybe Anthony Davis will cancel his trade request, see the light, and stay here in New Orleans, folks. It's not happening. It's not happening. Is it in the realm of possibilities here? Sure. There's a a minute mathematical probability that the Pelicans, and whether it's Danny Ferry or any of the three finalists for that GM job, can't find a suitable trading partner, so they have to shrug their shoulders and then go through this whole mess for a whole calendar year again? I mean, that's what it would be. If Anthony Davis comes back here for one more year when he's under contract, it would be a full season of this circus. It's not going to be hunky-dory. Everybody forgets about what happened this season. No, it would be worse than anything we've seen so far and would be disastrous for the Pelicans and their fan base. Now, AD, he did, when he was asked this question, I knew he was going to be asked this question to the press conference Man, he said, "Yeah, I guess it's a possibility here. This is cut five, Tim." And I, he has to say that. I don't know how he could have answered that question. I'm not banging on his response there. That's exactly the response he has to give. Because although it's absurd to even think about it, again, it's in the you know minute realm of possibilities that he will be back here, and we're dealing this with uh, with this the entire 2019-2020 season. Get it, but let's be honest here. It's, it's not happening. It'd be like you and me. Say we had a very tumultuous relationship with our jobs, and then we walk into the corner off and say, I hate it here. I don't want to be here anymore, boss man or boss lady, and I want you to get me out of here. Ship me out of here. I don't want to play for you anymore. I don't want to work for you anymore. I don't like it here. Yeah, they could keep me on the payroll for a long time if they wanted, if they controlled my rights, but they're not going to want to do that. Pelicans aren't going to want to do that. It, it, as much as it would be a disaster for Anthony Davis to go through this for an entire year and the NBA, it would be even worse for the Pelicans. Anthony Davis' press conference today. You can see it in full at www.com. We'll play some more bites as we go here. Some sound and also some sound from Alvin Gentry coming up here in the first half hour and the cult hero, Alvin Gentry. Yes, he's become that in the city. Alvin Gentry actually saw him at, at Stein's Deli. I think it was earlier this week, maybe late last week, chatting with fans. And, and I think the whole time kind of had a big smile on his face, eating a sandwich over there. It was good to – and really, just the human side. It's good to see Alvin Gentry handling this situation pretty well. In fact, I think Alvin Gentry's probably handled this whole situation the best of anybody. Really endeared himself 
relatively, at least to how he wasn't endeared before to the fans and, and the media here. Squeeze in a phone call at 504-260-1870. Ferndal in Algiers. What's going on? Hey, what's going on, bud? How you feeling? I'm feeling good that this era and this mess is finally over, Ferndal. All right. I'm going to give you – I'm going to give you uh, – I'm going to make a same statement, and then I'm going to take a – I'm going to give you a question, and I can just take it off the air because I want to hear your response. Okay. okay. All right. Uh the best thing that the Saints can do in the draft, and this is definitely wishful thinking, is figure out a way to uh, move up and go get Devin White. <laughs> Ooh, that's that way be- up, Ferndell. I mean, that's that's in the top five, possibly at least the top that, ten I of the draft. That's wishful thinking. I know it's wishful thinking, but all right. So my my other my other thing is, and I just I want to ask you because I, I listen to you on my way home, pretty much every night. I appreciate and, it. Sometimes I agree with you, sometimes I disagree with you, but that's the that that's what I love about talk radio. Sure is. You don't always Amen. have to agree in order to be able to listen to you. Amen. I say that almost every night, Ferndale. That's what makes this fun. <laughs> right? You're not supposed to agree with me all the time. How boring would it be if you agreed with me every single time? That'd be that'd be nuts. It'd be, it'd be bad radio. Nah, that, that'd, that'd be grounds for a divorce. So look. <laughs> right. <laughs> but what I, what I want to ask you is, man, are you going to let and I'm going to ask you, are right. you going to let the Anthony Davis corpse be? Because he's in a morgue. He's got a toe tag on it. Mm-hmm. He's not. Look, it's over. It's over. Let's move on. If I told my ex-girlfriend about my ex-wife all the time, you know I probably wouldn't have a good working relationship moving forward. So let's look. Let, let, let's put that baby to bed. Let's move forward, if that's okay with you. And let's just find some new topics, man, because who that nation is dying to talk about the Saints. Hey, you know what, Ferndale? LSU baseball. Yeah, I'll tell you this, Ferndale, and it's a good call. I was nodding my head here in studio when you said that because that's exactly what I want to do and that's exactly what I plan to do other than got to talk about possible trade destinations, but we don't have to talk about any of this nonsense about playing time or fan interactions or – interactions with the NBA and, and that toxic, toxic relationship that's developed. So I completely agree with you. And I have said throughout this whole process, and I maintain this, I have no ill will towards AD wanting to go play somewhere else. And in fact, I think that for the most part, bridges have been burned here and, and fans' feelings have certainly been hurt in a big-time way. But I do think you get a year away from this, two, three, four years away from this, and you won't have this vitriol, the fan base won't, towards Anthony Davis. I think it'll be a little bit like the Cleveland-LeBron relationship repair that happened there, although maybe he's not from Louisiana or New Orleans, so it's a little bit different. I just hope it's not a oh, you know, Bryce Harper in Washington or Alex Rodriguez in Seattle situation where every time he walks into the building, it's just booze and stuff getting thrown on the court. Thanks for the call, Ferndell. Appreciate it. 504-260-1870. That's the phone number. Hop on in here. Text line is 870-870. We'll have Alvin Gentry sound coming up next as we continue our conversation here at the end of the Pelican season. And then also, we'll have Jake Madison on at 840-plus. The LHSAA's executive director, Eddie Bonine, he received an outstanding evaluation from the executive committee. Really? I mean, I don't necessarily am bagged on Bonin like everybody else has, but that was a head scratcher for me. It's the last lap, just getting started tonight on WWL. 
Anthony Davis on that shirt yesterday. That's all, folks, saying, that wasn't me. I didn't choose to wear that shirt. What? Come on here, Anthony Davis. Just somebody very well, he's probably telling the truth there, picked out the shirt and laid it on the chair wherever he is in his locker room. or He walked into the arena with it, so maybe his house or whatever. And he'd said, okay, I want to wear this. So he might have not picked it out, but you made the choice, A.D. What, you don't dress yourself now? What is this? Come on. It was bizarre. Tim, are are you letting A.D. off the hook because apparently he doesn't dress himself as a 26-year-old man? I want to know who his tailor is because he's getting paid way too much money for that outfit. <laughs> the t-shirt I, you know what and this is just the honest truth i know there's not a lot of love right now here for anthony davis i actually liked it i did i thought it was a funny moment in a situation where we could have used a few laughs you didn't like it though i actually was wondering what was in the box the entire time because he had a big box a big i was box too in his hand. I, I wanted to know what that was i think it might have been it said he was handing out signed jerseys i saw today so i'm thinking that might have been it but you're right uh, i was it wondering was probably thank you cards <laughs> thank you cards not to the fans i don't think alvin gentry also spoke today at the season ending press conference and one of the first things he talked about was was anthony davis good guy possibly getting wrong advice you can hear Gentry there say, I don't care. I'm just going to say it. He's reached the point where he doesn't really care about what people think, what he says. He has evolved, finally, into the coach that we all wanted, at least standing in front of the microphone. You remember how dry and bland Alvin Gentry was for the first two and a half years of his tenure here? After every post game or every press conference, nobody wanted to listen to Alvin Gentry. He was walking on eggshells. He's worried about... Fan perception, media perception, getting fired. Now that he doesn't care, it's so interesting that this happens. Now that he doesn't care and he's just being him and he says what he wants to say, everybody loves the guy. Could be a life lesson for us all there. Gentry also says, look, he's the coach right now and he's going to continue acting like uh, he's the coach until he's told different. And this zinger from Alvin Gentry today. Yeah, Tim, go ahead and save that for future use. Uh, we're going to be good. We're going to make the damn playoffs, says Alvin Gentry. And he says we, and of course we would mean, I suppose, him also. I'll tell you this, if it is Danny Ferry, I think that Danny Ferry will retain Alvin Gentry. If it's not Danny Ferry, I don't think there's you – know, let me phrase this the right way. I think the probability is if it's not Danny Ferry that it will not be Alvin Gentry as the head coach. It was funny that people were in that little media scrum were asking, who do you think is going to be the new GM? And Alvin Gentry said, well, maybe one of you. I've kind of been pitching one of you guys in the media, guys and gals in the media, to be the GM. And he says, uh, well, maybe Fletcher Mackle. And everybody in the media is like booing Fletcher in that press conference. I thought it was uh, pretty funny um, here. So now that's Alvin Gentry and Anthony Davis today. And like the previous caller said, Ferndale, who, look, I hope still listening. I agree with you, Ferndale. I am so glad that probably after today, I won't have to talk about this angle 
on the Anthony Davis situation, we can just move on and talk about possible trade partners, the new GM, possibly a new head coach, and none of this ancillary stuff around Anthony Davis. Here's a text from the 985. Agreed. Bye, Felicia. Don't give him any more pub. He's gone. From the 504, Seth, does Anthony Davis have any refusal rights when it comes to his contract? No, he does not. No no trade clause in there. 504-260-1870. That's the phone number. Our text line is 870-870. And our Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll, is Kyler Murray the best player in the NFL draft? We'll discuss that next hour with Al, uh, Alvin Gentry, with John Clayton, the legendary John Clayton, on the program at 940 be sure you stay tuned for that. It's Tim Zimmer behind the glass. I'm Seth Dunlap. The last lap continues in 60 seconds. That's one one of the great quotes here from Alvin Gentry, who's had a whole bunch of them over the last couple of months. Welcome back to the show. We had a text from the 985. Your thoughts on LSU's loss to Southern last night? Of course, that's on the baseball diamond. Um also losing to Southern first time since 2005 that's happened and no big deal for me and I'm happy for Southern if you can beat this program once every 15 years I mean good and good on them I mean we're really LSU supporters are you going to get all upset and and start questioning Paul Maneri and questioning the legitimacy of LSU's program because of this one loss in 15 years to Southern come on I just this midweek insanity from LSU fans, I know it drives Christian more nuts than me. It drives me pretty nuts also. We are your home for ti- uh, fighting, fighting Tiger baseball. This week's series, LSU-Mizzou. First game Friday at 7, Saturday at 5, Sunday at noon. Pre-game shows here on WWL half an hour before that each day. And again, all the action with Tiger baseball right here on WWL. Eddie Bonine, executive director of the LHSAA, he received a, an outstanding evaluation from the LHSAA's executive committee. That on his annual evaluation, with that came a two-year contract extension, a little raise, 3% raise for Bonine. I want to say this up front about Eddie Bonine. I know that a lot of people have not thought highly of his job performance, and there are areas where I have taken extreme exception to his actions. And frankly, the ire that – and I know Christian's been all over uh, this story with the LHSAA. Uh, frankly, Christian has a lot of good points here, and so does everybody who's been on that story over the past, what, eight months now or so. I've kind of stayed away from it, frankly, because they've carried the flag on that. I agree with about 80% of everything that they've said. However, that's not 80% of Eddie Bonine's job. A lot of his job as the executive director is to make sure that that organization is financially stable. When he got that job, was it in 2015? The LHSA was not on stable financial footing. Not only was the split happening, you had all sorts of talk about just the complete dissolving of the LHSAA and building something new. And there's always that talk, but it's a lot less now. Bonine received 16 excellent, eight above average, and one satisfactory rating in the written evaluation completing by committee members. That, according to Robin Fambro of the Baton Rouge Advocate. You can find her story there at theadvocate.com.
So Bonine's around for a while longer. Hopefully they'll reevaluate how they handle player suspensions and recruiting violations because it just has not been handled well. Uh, it, period. It, it has not. I don't know anybody that's looked at, at some of those suspensions and situations and thought, oh, wow, the LHSA is doing a great job here. But again, that's just one small sliver of his job responsibility. So I, I kind of get the the evaluation there from the executive committee that was so worried about the finances of the LHSAA and all of the other sports outside of, of, of football and outside these suspensions that weren't, weren't in great shape, especially with all of the splits that had happened or and continue to happen. Of course, it's happening in all the other sports now. Something to watch, though, and I'll continue to you know, cover high school football here regardless of who's in that spot. It's a text from the 504, Alvin Gentry, playing to the city of New Orleans, the fans, the ownership of the Pelicans, so he can keep his job. Now, I really don't get that from Alvin Gentry. In fact, when he started being a lot more verbose, I thought he figured, well, I'm going to lose my job anyway, so might as well go out on my terms. I don't think that he's saying all this stuff to save his job. In fact, I think he's saying all this stuff, at least he started to, because he thought he was losing his job. And I'm, I'm all in for it. I'm living for it. Take a break here. Coming back with Jake Madison, host of the Locked on Pelicans podcast, to talk AD Gentry and the future of the Pels. Alvin Gentry, a reborn, renewed Alvin Gentry in a season-closing press conference. Told you I'm, I'm living for this new Alvin Gentry, and I'm kind of rooting that we get to see him for another year, if I'm being honest here. Welcome back to the show. Let's talk about it now, as promised, with Jake Madison, host of the Locked on Pelicans podcast, He's on Twitter at Nola Jake, my friend. What's going on? And and this at least the on court part of this the circus the saga is finally over, man. Yeah, it's been a long season. I think basically everyone in the building last night was happy that it was over, and now we get to kind of turn a new page, focus on the future, and that's a good thing, all things considered. Yeah, let's let's start with the T-shirt nonsense, uh, just so you know my take on this, Jake. And I have seen <laughs> your excellent takes on Twitter uh, the past day or so. Uh, it's awesome. At Nola Jake, follow him there. You'll see them all. Um, I kind of loved the, the, the actual T-shirts. I was saying, man, we, we need a little levity. A little comedy here. I had no problem with him wearing it. But then he goes in the press conference and said, well, I didn't pick it out. It's not my fault. Somebody else dressed me. Like, what? <laughs> what is he talking about? So, look, it, it's a funny shirt. There's, there's kind of no denying that. But it's also something that's unnecessary and just doesn't need to happen. And both things can be true at the same time. You know, fans were ready to move on from Anthony Davis. They haven't been booing him at the Smoothie King Center because he hasn't been playing. And basically, he was going to slink out of the building last night and move on from there. No one really expected to see him at uh, the media availability today. But then he goes and wears that shirt. And then he goes and gives maybe the worst excuse I've ever heard. And we, we, we need to make clarification here. He does dress himself. I'm a, <laughs> At least we assume. I don't think someone's putting his clothes on him. But the fact that someone picks out his clothes every day is something I actually believe and sounds about right. But at the end of the day, you can look at that and say, you know what? I probably shouldn't wear this shirt. And that's where the judgment comes in. And, you know, frankly, I just made a joke about it on Twitter. We should be mad at the person that picked it out. Maybe that's the person that needs to be fired. He needs to get a new stylist. Yeah. Yeah, no joke. Um, you heard me uh, in my open there on, on Alvin Gentry. Are you living for this renewed, you know, no... Uh, holds barred Alvin Gentry in these press conferences? Yeah, 
I mean, he's kind of been this way all year when, when he's gotten kind of the urgency to actually say anything. And he's been stuck in an awful, awful position where the front office wasn't talking, Dell Demps wasn't talking before he was let go. No one was speaking, and the reporters and the media only can go to him because he speaks before and after every game. So they're going to ask him the questions that are best directed at other people. And he had to deal with that. He had to answer that to the best of his ability and just kind of deal with it. And he did a really good job, and he was candid and truthful at times. But now I think that the season's over. You know, he doesn't need to worry about upsetting Anthony Davis. He doesn't necessarily need to worry about upsetting the front office because I think right now it's maybe 50-50 if he comes back next year. So he's in a little bit of a YOLO mindset here. So why not? And he's just kind of saying how he feels and probably getting a lot off his chest and probably feels really good if you're him. Uh, yeah, he looks like he's feeling good. The YOLO mindset for Alvin Gentry, no doubt. And Jake Madison with us, host of the Locked on Pelicans podcast. So let's work backwards here to if Gentry stays. The first shoe that must drop is obviously who's going to be the next GM and president of basketball operations. Is it is it Danny Ferry? Is it going to be a surprise if it's anybody but Danny Ferry now, Jake? I wouldn't say it would be a surprise if it was uh, someone other than him, but that range has kind of been limited now. They've had a number of candidates come in, over five for interviews. They had Ferry give his official, I think, interview yesterday or the day before. And with that, he's the front runner. It's as simple as that. It's between him, I would say, David Griffin and Gerson Rosas of the Houston Rockets with Rosas in a, a distant third there. And I think it's going to be one of the two established guys here. Ferry's impressed in his time as the interim GM. They've obviously been, you know, kind of very familiar with him over the past three years here in New Orleans. He has a good track record as being the decision maker, the head guy for a team with the Atlanta Hawks and before that with the Cleveland Cavaliers. So it makes a lot of sense that they want to elevate him to being their head basketball executive. David Griffin also has an excellent track record in Cleveland and the Phoenix Suns kind of before that. He's a guy that won an NBA title, you know, with very limited assets. To build around, I think that's important in a small market to keep in mind. So it's going to be one of those guys. But if you're putting odds on favorites, it's absolutely Danny Ferry. So Ferry's time in Atlanta certainly marred by his comments on Luol Deng. Some thought there were racist comments. Uh, you can just Google, and I don't want really to get into that uh, too heavy here. But uh, does that pass with Atlanta, which was his job prior to this, does that scare you at all, Jake? You know, it's tough for me as a white guy to kind of step in and say, you know, I don't feel comfortable with this, you know, because I'm not put in a position where that kind of really impacted me in a negative way. So I want to put that out there first and foremost. But at the end of the day, with that investigation into those racist allegations, it was him reading off of a scouting report that was written by another scout. and They never named who that was. And they weren't words that he had written. Did he show poor uh, judgment in reading those words? Yes, particularly on a recorded call in front of a lot of people. But they did an investigation. He was cleared of any sort of negative charges there. I believe the head of the NAACP in Atlanta and the mayor of Atlanta came out and said he wasn't a racist. And I can tell you, talking from people that are tied to the organization, that this might impact, they feel very comfortable with him. And when you kind of hear that, that seems good enough for me that this wouldn't be an issue going forward with him. So if it's not Danny Ferry, you brought up David Griffin here. Do does the Lakers opening complicate that at all? Because there's reports that LeBron wants David Griffin there now that Magic Johnson has stepped down. Yeah, you know, I certainly think it does. I think the Pelicans have a bit of an advantage of kind of getting the jump on this, and they've been in the process. They've already interviewed him, 
And if they want to make him an offer, you know, it's, it's almost tough to turn down one of these positions. It's a burden hand situation for what you could get with the Los Angeles Lakers, but they don't even have their situation figured out. It's still unclear if they're going to keep GM Rob Polinka, who sounds like he was a source of a lot of the drama there. There's other issues going on, but at the same time, it's the LA market. It's the Lakers, which are a marquee franchise here in the NBA. You have LeBron James and you have cap space to sign a number of good players, including superstars to max contracts. That's appealing, to be honest. You can build a winner there quite quickly, potentially, even if Magic Johnson failed to do so. So I think if it could complicate it. I think the Pelicans are in a good spot where maybe Griffin isn't their front runner because the last thing you would want is to offer it to him, have it delayed while he goes in interviews and maybe tries to land the Lakers job, and then all these other teams that are going to be making GM changes. We've already seen one with the Washington Wizards, and I'm certain there's going to be others around the league as well. You know, start to catch up to you. you ha- you're in the front-running position here. They need to make a decision soon, and I think you'll see something maybe on Monday by the end of this weekend. I think it'll be fairy, so I don't think this complicates things too much, but it does throw a bit of a wrench in it. It sounds like uh, you believe that uh, the the appeal of the Anthony Davis trade is this just that appealing. It's not scaring anybody away, saying, "Boy, I got to go in there and make this trade." Everybody's just going to blast me for this to the end of time. Sounds like most people uh, think that this is appealing, the chance to execute that once in a lifetime trade. Yeah, you know, look at the the names they kind of have in contention for the GM spot. David Griffin's probably the top name out there, and he did want to come here and interview. That's a good sign by itself, you know. The fact that Trajan Langdon interviewed, who's an up-and-coming young GM. Gerson Rosas interviewed, who's a young up-and-coming GM. These are all very positive signs that this is a situation people want to step into and potentially lead. It's not like you're going to an also-ran franchise that needs to tear things down to the studs in order to rebuild. You have a pretty good core in place in Drew Holiday. You'll have a lottery pick. You'll gain additional lottery picks along with talented NBA players in an Anthony Davis trade. And they've stocked kind of the fringe of the roster with guys who can play on cheap contracts. Uh, Christian Wood has looked excellent in his time here in New Orleans. You've got Kenrich Williams, who's been a starter for the majority of the season now and does a number of things well. You've got Jalil Okafor, who's shined in the limited minutes he's gotten this year. That's a good foundation to potentially, you know, leap uh, leap back into the playoffs for next year and kick off a rebuild. So I think this is more appealing than, say, going to a team like maybe the Charlotte Hornets, who might have a GM opening, who might lose their star player. They'll have a lottery pick, but they don't have cap space or anything else, and that's not an appealing rebuild compared to the Pelicans. It's Jake Madison of the Locked On Pelicans podcast with us. All right, I told you we're working backwards from GM to Alvin Gentry and his job status. Is it as simple as... If Danny Ferry gets the job, Gentry stays. If not, he goes, or is it a little more complicated than that? No, I think it's more complicated than that. You know, I don't know if Ferry, you know, if he does get the job, if he were to even want to keep Alvin Gentry, I think he's going to really look at everything. Whoever steps in is going to really look at everything and kind of make the, the determination. And you might not get an answer to that potentially until after an Anthony Davis trade, too, because. You, you don't know what this roster is necessarily going to look like next year. Alvin Gentry certainly has a style of ball that he likes his teams to play. And if you bring in players that don't fit that, all of a sudden you have an issue. 
But it also could mean you keep him around for one more year before letting him go. He's under contract. It is a small market. That's a factor in here. You don't want to be having to pay two coaches if you don't need to. Maybe you keep him here as a bridge year. You remake your roster this summer, and then they play next year. By then, you'll have an idea of the type of basketball that the Pelicans should be playing. You move on from Gentry, and then you bring in a coach that fits that model a little bit more. Maybe it's Gentry. Maybe it's not. I can tell you, you know, Gentry is beloved by owner Gail Benson. I'm sure to whoever she picks for the GM position or the, you know, the, the top basketball executive position is what I've been calling it now, that she'll say, I like this guy. Maybe that means it's going to help him and they'll keep him for at least a period of time. But it's, it's going to be entirely up in the air and we real, really won't have an idea until the new person steps in and we kind of get an idea for what they want to do with this franchise. You know, like core of players that you talked about here, Jake, and this is obviously not knowing who they're going to get in return for this Anthony Davis trade. But how would you rate this core of, of Drew and Julius Randle and the other players around those two that they'll bring back? Yeah, you know, it's certainly good. Drew Holiday in that athletic article the other day was named as the most underrated NBA player by NBA players. That shows the amount of respect they have for him. And I don't think they're just giving that award to give out that award. He kind of won that in a runaway vote, which means he's a pretty good player. You know, he'd start on the majority of teams here in the league. We've seen him kind of be that alpha guy and the go-to scorer and a person that can carry the team if need be. And then you factor in the defense that he brings to the table, and that's a good core piece uh, when you factor in the leadership that he brings to the table as well. Julius Randle will remain to be seen if he's back next year, but if he does opt into that one-year deal, you have him on the cheap. You know, he's a guy who can go out and give you 25 and 8 on any given night with a bigger role. The, the defense issues are there, but this is a team that if they keep Alvin Gentry, wants to run and gun, and you're not as worried about defense at that point in time. And one of the things you need in a small market to really succeed is guys overplaying, overpaying, or sorry, overplaying on their very cheap contracts. And you have a number of those players. You need to hit on those fringe free agent signings, and that's something the Pelicans have done really well, which means you don't need to spend that kind of money to fill out the roster. You can use that on a big star player that's a different maker which is tough to get in a small market but at least it gives you the option to do that and you have a little bit more flexibility than you would otherwise so that's why i think you look at this and things aren't too bad here and they should be able to retool maybe not get into the playoffs next year but they should be able to at least compete for a playoff spot which after the train wreck that was this season looks pretty good how glad are you Jake, that you don't have to talk about any you know playing time or <laughs> Pelicans NBA relations, any of this nonsense we've been talking about the last three months. I, I won't lie, you know, doing a daily podcast five days a week, it's been rough to find things to talk about. You get it, doing a show that's longer than my podcast every day. Sometimes you run out of things to say and you start repeating yourself over and over again, and then you get sick of it. And it's not exactly been fun stuff to talk about during this period of time. So I'm really excited for the offseason. I was kind of brainstorming content for the podcast over the summer today. I'm really excited about some of the things we're going to get to talk about. We don't really have to talk about Anthony Davis much anymore. I don't have to spend 20 minutes talking about a T-shirt, which is just silly and probably a waste of oxygen. So it's, I'm looking forward to the new page, the fresh start for everything here with the Pelicans. That is for sure. No doubt about it. Jake Madison hosts the Locked on Pelicans podcast. You can find that on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, and LockedOnPelicans.com. Jake, appreciate it, man. Uh, enjoy this offseason. It's going to be fascinating. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks for having me on, Seth. 
There he goes. At Nola Jake on Twitter. You got to follow him there. If you're not, well, you're not a true Pelicans fan, in my mind. At Nola Jake on Twitter. We'll take a break. Back with your texts at 870-870 here on the last lap. It's a text on LSU baseball. It's not the midweek losses that bother fans. It's the glaring inconsistencies of this team and haphazard batting approach at the plate. This reflects poorly on Manaria. Well, that's that is a great text, and I'll say you're being very specific with your criticism. So you know what? I'm not even going to criticize that text. I'm just going to leave it be. I'll, I'll leave it there without commentary because that that's much more specific with your criticism than we usually get. So good for that. Uh, 225, even though I disagree with you a little bit. Uh, we got to take a break here. Next hour, John Clayton. Yeah, the legendary John Clayton on the program. 940 to talk NFL draft. Russell Wilson trade rumors? What? And Sean Devaney, NBA writer for the Sporting News, comes on into the program, talks NBA playoffs. And right now, we're going live on Facebook, WWL Radio Facebook page, talking AD, Alvin Gentry, and the Pelican season end. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 